Welcome back to another episode of My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm your host, Adam Peacock, and we're all familiar with the big names in horror, Freddy, Jason, Count Chocula, but who we're not familiar with are the ones just outside the terror, the ones who didn't get to tell their tales. Now, every town has that one person who just seems to be super plugged in as to what's going on. They know about bake sales, about kissing, and about who's doing what with whom. But I think the one thing that could really, really bring a town together is none other than good old vehicular manslaughter. That's what we talked about this week with our guest. Before we get to the show, we wanted to give a big shout out to our newest Patreon patron, Anne McIver. And thanks so much for listening and supporting My Neighbors Are Dead. We also wanted to thank Creepy Podcast John Grills for his continued support of the show. If you haven't checked out Creepy yet, you're missing out on some of the best creepy pastas brought to life by some amazing narrators and storytellers, including our very own Nate DeFort. You can find Creepy wherever you get your podcasts. All right. This week, I am joined by old pal and fellow Second City Touring Company member, according to this, Liz Royce. Hi, Liz. Hi. Thanks for doing this, buddy. Oh, man, I'm so excited. You and I are old pals. We are. Um, Quite a few years back. Yeah. Before we jump into this, I want to know, because I've been looking this up, do you think I could get into Mensa? <laughs> I, uh, I really want to know, because I really want to get in. I mean... I've never, do people even take IQ tests anymore? I don't, well, you have to if you want to get into this. I don't even know how you would get about, go about procuring an IQ test. Is well, it online? Is there a center? I'm on their website right now. Okay. And there's tests you can take. They have like practice tests. And then the, I guess there's like places you can go to get in or like to take the test to see if you qualify to get into Mensa. I think you could. You're very smart. But I want to know if I could do it. I mean, I feel like a lot of people are secret geniuses. Mm-hmm. Where you don't think, maybe you are. <laughs> I actually don't think I, I could because I tested okay, but mostly I just try to make people believe I'm smarter than You I are am. smart, but you did you took an IQ test? No, I mean, I took like SATs and ACTs. We and, talked about that earlier with Alex. Um, but I don't, I've never taken an IQ test. I think you should because I'm curious to see what your number is. I bet it's pretty high. I know, but then once you know, I feel like it defines you, right? Really? Yeah, because then people, if it's high, then maybe yeah. you get an inflated sense of ego. But if it's lower, maybe you start downing yourself in ways that you didn't. Th- may, maybe, maybe, right? Yeah, maybe right. It, it could affect you negatively if I it think turns out to be lower than you thought it would be. If mine was lower than I thought, it would destroy me. I mean, that's why. I mean, it would so shatter my proceed with caution. You the know? confidence that I don't have. It could be a Pandora's box. You it, know, once it's opened, it's hard to close it. Yeah, I don't know. But I want to. I really want to do it. I want to get that card. I mean, what are the benefits? I don't think anything. I think I just, if I got in, I'd get to go to like the meetings and talk to other Mensa people. I know like when actors are, it's on their IMDB pages. Is it really? A lot that of times. That they're Mensa? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Sometimes. I, I know I've read you it. You think it could help me book roles here in Hollywood? I, I don't know if it's really, I think it's just like a cock, like it's something you talk about at a cocktail party, right? I don't know if it could really. How many cocktail parties are you going to? I go to so many. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been invited to a cocktail oh party. Oh my gosh, so many. Unless it's just when I come over to your place and we just sit around and drink white wine. And LaCroix. Yeah, and LaCroix. that's what it is in my apartment in Glendale. <laughs> yeah. No. Yep. Beautiful Glendale. I know. Well, there's mountains. It's beautiful view. It is gorgeous. Yeah. Um, it's, do you, I mean, you and I, well, what did we do? We did uh, detect, True Detective together. 
on the road. Yes. But that really wasn't super scary. Are you into horror movies or scary things, Liz? I I dabble, I think. Okay. I um I have a very good friend who uh is a horror buff and then actually went on to direct and write uh like slasher movies and horror movies. And so I feel like he is a horror fan. I am a horror like I'm like a a casual fan, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, so there's some that I really like, but I don't think I delve into watching all of the all of them that come out. You don't? I mean, do you like being scared? Um, sometimes I'm very susceptible to it. Mm-hmm. My boyfriend thinks it's dumb because he just goes, "This isn't real." And so he's yeah. horrible to watch. He might be the most practical with. person he, I've ever met. He's very practical. So he's not swayed at all. So yeah. he doesn't really get why people watch horror movies. But I'm very susceptible. Like when I watched uh, Paranormal Activity. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was afraid. To, I was like uh, I was like 30. And <laughs> I couldn't sleep for three nights. Three I kept, nights? I kept seeing like shadows yeah. and thinking it was, you know, an apparition. See, if we were in Mensa, we could just say like, that's not real then prove why it's not real i know i'm I'm very susceptible in general like if you tell me something i'm gonna believe it so uh i kind of do like being i know i love it scared by horror movies i prefer watching them with other people yeah. rather than by myself uh but i like them yeah they're fun yeah I, I i've been re-watching some some old ones some old oldies but goodies which ones um well both the first two screen movies oh yeah uh still i think hold up they're still very good i rewatched those recently were you a skeet Allrich girl no i actually no. wasn't um funny enough i thought matthew lillard was probably more my type because he was funnier <laughs> mm-hmm. um that probably should have should have clued me in that i should have been doing maybe comedy this was before i started doing comedy but uh yeah. I, you know, back in the, I always, I was always more a fan of the, like, the guy that, the sidekick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. The Matthew Lillards. Yeah. The Matthew Lillards, the Jason Lees of the world. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just remember Jason Lee had, he, I'm sure he still does, has super long fingers. Does he? They're really gnarly looking. See, if you remember stuff like that, maybe you will get into Mensa. Maybe you do have a photographic memory. (laughs) I don't have a photographic memory. Just for weird, stupid stuff. Yeah. I really want in. I don't know why it's bothering me so much. I don't know. I think you should try. If if you really want to do it, I think you yeah. should take the test. I, I kind of want to. I mean, look, you've been around me a long time. I you think, Am I smart? I think you are smart. Am I smart? Your brain works very quickly. Okay. Well, I mean, good. Because you're smart. Thank you. Yeah. And we're also kind of dressed the same today. Yeah, we are dressed <laughs> the same. <laughs> We'll have to take a picture. We're going to, yeah. We'll take a picture. I didn't, yeah. We're dressed. The we same. didn't plan it. No, not at all. Maybe Mensa minds think alike. You know Maybe what I'm saying? Mensa minds. Maybe think we're alike. both going to be a Mensa. We should both do it. Okay. If you take it, if you find a place to take this IQ test, like a yeah. verified IQ test, not one of those like weird pop ups where it'll probably give you a computer virus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I will take it. No, I will only do it from the from the uh, official Mensa website. Okay. Mensa.org. Uh, oh, it's a dot org. That's how you know yeah. it's legit because it's a nonprofit and mm-hmm. they're not, it's not a dot com. Uh, when I was in high school, I was taking CAD and I wanted to look up a job at the CIA. So I went to CIA.com <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and our computers had like protection on them. So you couldn't go to it, to any site outside of what they wanted. So one of the kids in my class was like, oh, I know how to disable that. I'll get you to this page. 
thinking he was going to help me look for jobs at the CIA, but CIA.com is a porno site. So. <laughs> I, yeah, that's what I would think. <laughs> so he I put porn what... on my computer in school. Oh my God. I didn't get they caught. Prob- they probably never were able to get that off. That probably is. I mean, I would like to think that it's still on there back I, in my high school. I also love that you thought the CIA advertised jobs on their <laughs> website. <laughs> Hey, look, I mean, most jobs, you know, you go to the join a career or get a career with us page. I know. Like, yeah, jobs page. I love that you think that that's. And as an 18 year old, that was an option for me to go work at the CIA. Like you didn't need a college degree or (laughs) thought it was like the army. You could just join the CIA. I I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's people at the CIA who are just, I don't know, data entry people that. Yeah. But I didn't that. No, I want to do the fun stuff. Yeah. But I think you have to go through like an extensive background. Check. I think they're very like if I was going to be in the CIA, I think they would have they would have recruited me when I was like a freshman. Um. Yeah, I I I I've known some people that have applied for high level government jobs and they're very extensive with uh, interviewing people and background. Yeah, checks, they're so. probably not clamoring to get the kid who ghost rides his bike into a tree. But you know what? Maybe they're monitoring men's uh, IQ tests. Maybe. And uh, tapping people for that have a certain IQ. God, so, if I, I could know, do that before I'm 40, that'd be oh, great. Man. Yeah, get it in. I would pretty much have accomplished everything I'd ever wanted to do in life. <laughs> <laughs> and that could be it. And then you're done. That would be it. Um, you and I toured together at the second city comedy theater we did uh and you said you were did you you were late to comedy is how you put it yeah i was late to comedy um what was that like um well you know as you get older uh sometimes you think or i think like oh it would have maybe behooved me to start doing this earlier uh not that hollywood doesn't love a almost 40 year old lady trying to make it, you know, we're we're a dime a dozen out here. No, I, um, but I'm actually glad that I spent uh, a long time, like in my twenties trying other stuff. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I moved a lot, lived a lot of different places, had different kinds of jobs. So that was nice. But yeah, I, um, it was kind of an accident. A coworker of mine, uh, was doing a, like an independent sketch show at one of the smaller theaters at second city. And I went to see his show and, uh, I was like, I should try that. Did you live in Chicago before you did comedy? I, I did. I didn't move to Chicago to do comedy. I just moved to Chicago because a lot of my college friends moved there. And yeah. I thought, well, this is a good place. Because you were living in Austin, right? I was, yeah. I followed a boy. I followed my college boyfriend. And then that ended. Uh-oh. I did. And then stayed a couple years in Austin and then moved to Chicago. I feel like there's a funny story there, but I don't know if you want to talk about it. I don't know if it's so much funny as... <laughs> <laughs> like just a cliche whatever whatever you think of when you think of a 22 year old girl mm-hmm. moving with a boy how old was he like 43 yeah he was 43 <laughs> and then i found out about his other family oh boy no he was uh, he was my same age okay um and when you're 22 you think 22 is so old and then yeah you're not 22 and you're like what was it but I mean, Austin's a fun town. If you got to go do that, you could, you know. It is. And I I met one of my, like, best friends there, and we're still friends to this day. And uh, Austin's a great town. Um, I, you know, and then I moved to Chicago and, um, you know, was a freelance writer for, like, local papers and then saw this comedy show and decided to start taking classes. And And then then it just kind of snowballed. And then you got to meet and work with me. I did. It's... I don't think I believe in fate, but maybe I, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe this is. Maybe this was maybe, fated. Uh, who are you going to vote for in the presidential election? Oh my goodness! Well, 
You mean the primary or the election? Because I'm thinking the election. I want you to pick a candidate who's going to make it all the way to the end, and who are you going to vote for, them or Trump? Well, of course, I'm going to vote for whoever's not Trump. I mean, I think that that's about the easiest decision most people will make. I, I, Ryan, uh, looks in, he looks amazed. I know. I mean, we're in California. Nobody <laughs> yeah. looks amazed at this. I, I honestly don't know who's going to make it to the end of these, this like Democratic Game of Thrones style, like which which house in, mm-hmm. in Westeros is going to make it, like, because there's so many. If you had to compare Elizabeth Warren to one famous horror movie character, who would it be? Oh my goodness! Um, I'm just picking her because we could we could do all of them. I know. I think um, that's a tough one because there's not really a lot of 60 year old women in horror movies. There like, should be. There aren't. It's a lot of teens. It's a lot of principals in the schools of the teens. A 60 year old um, female could be a principal. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think, but a lot of times they're men. Yeah, the principals. Yeah. Um, because I think too, because people probably don't want to see like a six-year-old woman murdered. We're okay uh, watching maybe like a, a six-year-old man get Oh, murdered. why is that, Liz? <laughs> I, I don't you know. I mean, feminazi. We could, we could deconstruct that. I don't know. I'm trying. I'm actually trying to think, but maybe I'm subscribing to too many gender norms. Maybe she could be something that's, that who isn't a character who's not a woman or 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 even in her age group. So, so you're saying I, like a 30-year-old like, man. You know what? I feel like she would be a protagonist because she has a plan for everything. And if you notice, the female protagonist of a lot of horror movies mm-hmm. has the – like she knows what they need to do and nobody listens to her. Yeah, and then that's they usually die. true. You yep. know, um, they usually – when something happens that could like s- – like you could avoid all the things that happen after mm-hmm. like the titular moment of a horror movie. Yeah. If they had just listened to like the pragmatic woman, like we should do this, like go to the police. And there's always like some reason they shouldn't. Um, no, the party's still here. Right. So I yeah. feel like she would actually be a good protagonist because she, because also to the main, the female protagonist gets to a point usually in the third act where yeah. um, you don't think she's going to escape. And then she finds something random in the room that she like MacGyvers to help her out of the situation. Like I think Elizabeth Warren would be very good. So you're thinking at of that. her more of a hero than. Yeah. The, like the I think she'd be like a Nev, I guess like Nev Campbell in the Scream franchise. Okay. Because um, she's been around a long time. Mm-hmm. She's weathered a lot of storms. Mm-hmm. She's seen some shit. Yeah. Um, she's pretty unflappable. So like shit has been thrown at Sydney Prescott for like, yeah. <clears throat> uh, you know, through four movies. Over the span of like 15 years. Yeah. And I'm starting to think she is the problem, though. You think, well, you know what? They oh, you know, he always set that up in every movie. Yeah. And she never was. Because, no, I ju- yeah, no. I know. mean, she hasn't done anything wrong, but it just, no. she attracts all this negative energy. I know. But then that also, you know, I feel like women in politics, people <laughs> feel like that about them. It's true. Yeah. You know, they. They find something to pick apart. They find something that like. Well, isn't it? I mean, weren't you saying it the other day? Like, if you're a man and you're an asshole, like, what a great leader. But if you're a woman and an asshole in that regard, like, what a bitch. I might have. Is, I mean, I it's mean, something I think. It, but that's kind of it's true, though, right? Like, yeah, you know. I think it's tough to be a woman of a certain age who doesn't take shit from people, and yeah. um, while at the same time you have to like please everyone, you have yeah. to f- be so likable. Um, what do you think the new? Uh, um, Sarah Connor in the new ter- Terminator. Oh my god, I'm so excited! I know, I'm so excited. She looks movie. so badass. She I know. Great. I thought about mentioning Terminator as one. Like I've been rewatching that franchise, and it's one of my favorites. But I know. Would you say it's more action than horror? Probably it's, or thriller. Yeah, yeah, thriller action. Yeah. yeah, 
Except when he cuts his arm off in two. That's gross. Oh, in T2? Yeah, yeah where he like peels it back. It's fucking gross. I know. That's cool, though. Yeah, it is cool. And at the time, what was that, like 91, 92? Something it like was that. Yeah, it was early 90s, I think. Special effects, man. They, they were, were They were really banging. Well, you, I mean, I don't. this might be a... It's probably a stupid question, but do you want to see more characters like that? Would you... Like, like the Sarah Connors and horror movies or like this Marvel stuff? Oh, yeah. I think it's... Uh, I think it's great because um, I think that girls who are watching these movies, mm-hmm. um, that representation matters. Uh, rep- like what you watch when you're uh, like when you st- like when you start to like maybe like eight, nine, ten in through your teenage years, like you're really impressionable, and I think you really absorb the stuff that you watch. And yeah. I think if you see more. People and that's why like gender representation matters, like racial representation matters, um, all of that. I think that it helps helps you realize that, um, like, oh wow, this person who maybe is like me in these ways is this badass main character. Um, yeah, I think it has subtle. Did you have somebody like that growing up? Like a like a character? Yeah, like I mean, you know, like little boys want to be Luke Skywalker. I think to speak to what you're saying, did you have somebody like that? When you were around that age. Oh, my gosh. Well, I did love all of the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Carrie Fisher's Princess Leia was pretty badass. I mean, for the time, too. I mean, I know she's a princess, and um, but she still kicked butt. She's also you know? a Jedi, too. Yeah, she's a Jedi. She she had her own her own thing going on, her her own yeah. storyline. And um, so I always I, – I mean, I also still wanted to be Luke Skywalker sure. as well. Um but, um, yeah, I would, I mean, I loved the Star Wars movies. I'd say that's one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, honestly, like Sarah Connor in the Terminator movies, uh, was, cause I was, I think 12 when T2 came out. Yeah. So it's like her role in that was like super Well, badass. it's so neat. To, I mean, I'm not saying anything that isn't, that's like groundbreaking, but the way that she changes from one to two. Yeah. I think is so, it's really awesome. It's really badass. Oh, it's, it's, um, it's great where she like realizes the reality of her life and um, steps up to the challenge and mm-hmm. like kicks like I think it's great. She's still one of the the best characters. That's why I'm so excited about this new yeah. reboot. I think it's cool. I don't know. I mean, I don't know shit. So I like hearing you know different sides of like yeah representation. Oh, you know this. I, I feel know, like but you like know I, movies even better yeah, than but I do. I mean, I yeah, but no, like these aspects of it too. Like, yeah, it should be. An, you should, as a kid, have somebody that you can relate to or aspire to be. Right? Yeah, like totally. I mean, I wanted to be Michael Jordan, Space Jam. <laughs> I wanted to. I mean, play- you are tall. Yeah, but I mean, that's about it. I suck at basketball. Um, I think the most interesting about about Michael Jordan is didn't he like baseball better? Yeah, you wanted to be a baseball, baseball player, player yeah. but he was better at basketball. But he became a minor minor league baseball player. He right? did, I don't think it went great. Um, it was like in Alabama, I think. Chicago. As a, I think he played for the. Didn't he play for the White Sox like uh, minor league team okay. or something like that? Or maybe he was just like my friend was talking about. He was like a. He did a game. Like maybe he played a game in Alabama. <laughs> I don't know. I know. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm really. I'm. I'm wandering into some uncharted territory about here. Michael Jordan. Yeah. And all the talks he gave in Alabama. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I just sports in general is going to be my. But didn't you play sports in college? I did, but. Um, Here's the thing with playing sports as a girl, you never had the option for it to be a career. So boys, when they play sports, uh, even, you know, even if you don't think you'll be a professional 
whatever, you still have that possibility. And because like the WNBA even didn't exist when I was younger. Well, I think and with the WNBA, uh, the I mean, U.S. Women's Soccer and the Lingerie Football League. <laughs> the, is that a real thing? The Lingerie was, Football Team? It was for a What minute. is yeah. that? Is it that was, like some... uh, pretty ladies playing football and lingerie. Where? I, well, on TV. I think they played during the Super Bowl. Was it like a halftime show? I think so, yeah. I don't think it was like a, a thing. Oh, my God. That's so upsetting. Well, I mean, you didn't see it. I mean, (laughs) yeah, I guess I'm rushing to judge. Yeah, don't judge. (laughs) Yeah, don't judge something until you've seen it. Oh, man. Yeah. Sorry about that. I guess it's called. I'm part of the problem. (laughs) You're problematic, Liz. I am. I am. What can I say? Oh, boy. Um, Okay. It's the Legends Football League is a women's seven on seven tackle American football league with games played in the spring and summer at NBA, NFL, NHL, and MLS arenas and stadiums. So they're not, I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah, but they're in lingerie? The league was founded in 2009 as a lingerie football league and was rebranded as a Legends Football League in 2013. So all it took was four years. So they had to play in lingerie for four years until they were allowed to play in normal football attire? Yeah, it's like when you go to high school for four Man, years. Those those women in those first four years are fucking like Norma Ray in that situation. They're like, <laughs> we're paving the way so yeah. women don't have to play in teddies so yeah. that they can play. It's going to get so much better. Oh my God. Were they given like safety equipment? Yeah. These, I'm looking at some of the players, they have pads on. I mean, they're essentially naked, but they have pads on. Wow. My God. How did Mm -hmm. I miss this cultural touchstone? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I mean, oh my God. I brought it up. So I think I'm part of the problem. Yeah. So anyway, that's why I don't watch professional sports. <laughs> because of the lingerie football league? Oh, man. This is the tip of the iceberg, There's my friend. There's so many good athletes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. The... <laughs> All right. Look, just give sports a chance. <laughs> no, I like, um, I guess I just, I like watching sports live. Um, but I don't have like an allegiance to a particular team and follow no. their season and watch it on TV. You're from Louisville. I am. So we don't have we we you don't have, have any. You have the bats. We do. We have the river bats, which used to be the Redbirds when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the farm link for uh, the farm team for the um, Reds. Though I will say, there we go. The the kind of funny story about that is when I was a kid, um, Jose Canseco's twin brother Eric played for the Louisville Redbirds. What? Uh, his identical twin. He has an identical twin oh brother God. named Eric Canseco, and he played for a few seasons when I was a kid. And um, I always told my dad, I was like, I bet they're doing some sort of like uh, real like parent trap scenario. Like maybe it's Jose out there pretending to be Eric. And my dad's like, why would he do that? (laughs) And I go, I don't know, because it's fun. And he's like, not to adults. (laughs) (laughs) Not to adults. That's so mean. (laughs) I know. But I always like held out hope that one day it would just be this amazing game and it would be because this was in the height of the Bash Brothers that I do know, like Mark McGuire, Jose Canseco. Right. They played for the A's. Um, Yeah. This was like their time. Um, But I remember watching Eric and just feeling really bad for him because he loved this thing that his twin was so much better at. Yeah, that sucks. But maybe I'm projecting like my own insecurities onto Eric. Maybe Eric was just happy he got to be in the game. I don't know. Well, I mean, maybe Eric Canseco will listen to this podcast. What, what do you think he's up to now? Um, well, I mean, gosh, what what are the Consecos? They've got to be in their late fifties, right? I think so. I late fifties, maybe early sixties, maybe. I mean, what's Jose doing? Uh, well, he I think he does commentary. 
Does he? I think so. Yeah. I think, well, he wrote that book. Which book? Juiced. Oh, about the steroids? Yeah. And then, yeah, I don't know what he's doing now. Yeah. I mean, I remember when Mark McGuire testified about taking steroids and all that, but I... Do you think he did? Uh, probably. I mean, he was a ba- they Bash Brothers, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It seems like probably he did. But, I think he probably did. Um, I mean, it seems like a lot of that was in sort of a gray area of, you know, I don't, I don't know. I Would don't, you do steroids? No. You should. <laughs> I should. No, 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 no. I was very happy being a mid-level athlete at best. You're an NCAA athlete. Don't let anybody take that away from you. I think you're the closest to a professional athlete that because isn't I a pro wrestler D- that we've had on the I show. played D3 for a season and a half of I softball. I quit high school football, so you've got You me played football? For three days. I didn't enjoy the team. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can you really say you played football? Yeah. Fuck yeah, I can. I'm a member. Uh, I'm an Elm Park Jaguar <laughs> alumna. I feel like you, it's more like you just kind of pass through football <laughs> I remember I wanted to play. On your way to like marching band or like. I didn't know. I wasn't even band. I wanted to play so bad. And my friend was on the team and he took me in to go meet the coach. And this was a Friday. And he was like, come back Monday. We'll get you in pads. So I was the whole weekend. I was like, yeah, I'm playing football. And then Monday came. I was like, fuck this. I don't know anything about this. You didn't know any of the rules or anything? I mean, I knew the rules, but I'd never played. And everybody on the team was like, I'm pretty sure on steroids. Well, I feel like a lot of times when they get to high school level, these guys have played like yeah. whatever the, what is the little league equivalent of football well in Allen park it was bulldogs uh, the, oh, the okay. name of the team were the bulldogs yeah Still are. like like whatever junior Pop Warner. yeah they <clears throat> and so they've been kind of conditioned for this like very young yeah and so i feel like if you're just kind of wa- wandering in not having that background they're they're big enough to hurt you at oh, that sure. point oh god yeah they're animals you know? um we've uh we played a game a version of mary fuck kill with the witches from uh the craft. And oh, the I thought you were going to say Hocus Pocus. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, sure, we well, can do them too, but I want to play a new game uh, talking about the Lingerie Football League that I've just made up right now. Okay. I've picked the Eastern Conference from the Legends League. I've got four teams. If you had to assign Elizabeth Warren to one Lingerie Football team, who would it be? Would it be the Atlanta Steam, the Chicago Bliss, the Nashville Knights, or the Omaha Heart? Oh, my goodness. Well, considering I I just learned about this league right. uh, two minutes ago, and I don't know the difference. Well, she's not. She, uh, oh my goodness! Um, the first two are t- two sexual of names. The steam and the bliss. The the steam makes me uncomfortable, so I'm not <laughs> gonna put her okay. on that. What? Okay. Um. Even though, uh, you know what? I'm gonna say the Omaha Heart. And okay. Maybe that's I like that because my dad is from Omaha. Mm-hmm. As is Warren Buffett. And um, let's see, how do I bring this? Your home dad and Warren Buffett are super tight, right? <laughs> no. no. But Warren Buffett um, and Elizabeth Warren maybe have some some similarities of they they both are, are really like solid people mm-hmm. who, uh, you know, Warren Buffett I find very fascinating because he's donated most of his wealth to charities and he advocates pretty strongly that he should be paying higher higher taxes and that other billionaires should be paying higher taxes as part of, you know, being part of a a collective, like positive change in society. And um, I feel like that they would be on the same page. And maybe it's just because when I think of Omaha, I think of my dad and Warren Buffett. Oh, well, that's great. I mean, that's awesome. 
Yeah. Uh, maybe, I, I hope that it didn't come off as insensitive as placing Elizabeth Warren on a lingerie football I team. mean, I felt like I was really grasping for straws, though, because I don't know the subtle nuances between the teams. I don't know anything about them either. And admittedly, it was probably a little hacky. Yeah, but the steam, who named the steam? Yeah, well, the Los Angeles team is named The Temptation. Oh. And then there's the Dallas Desire. Oh, boy. Mm. These sound like strip club names. Yeah, I mean, I would go to the New York Majesty strip club. (laughs) (laughs) Or the Philly Passion. Or the San Diego Seduction. Come on. My God. They're not even trying. Ugh. These are good, though. Well, Are they only in names that have that start with the same letter as like a disgusting, sexy word? Yeah, they, they had to. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Florida filth. Oh, gross. <laughs> the Atlanta anal beads. <laughs> I don't know if I can say that. The Cleveland cream. Ooh. <laughs> That's just, you do one oh, now. Oh man, I hope uh, the um, uh, the. Uh, uh, <laughs> The Shanghai squirt, they take it across the ocean. <laughs> the, the first international team. <laughs> uh, I don't know, the yeah. the, Pri- the Pittsburgh pre-com. <laughs> oh, the Pittsburgh pre-com. I feel like Nate's going to have to definitely The, pr- the Pittsburgh prolapse. <laughs> oh, that's just sad. Vagina prolapse. Oh, you were thinking vagina. I was thinking anal prolapses. Oh, I mean, both can. I think any hole can prolapse. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Ryan, God. we got time, right? I'm going to look up, can any hole prolapse? Can oh, any hole? Oh, my God. I hope my parents don't listen to I me. hope they do. Liz, you're such a positive force for change. And uh, <laughs> the first thing that comes up is, can your rectum fall out? Can it? Uh, well, a prolapsed rectum may cause a number of symptoms, including constipation and bleeding from the rectum. Ugh, bleed. I mean, yeah, it's it's yeah. like when a... It's like when it's not supported, right? When it's like... I think when you put a lot of wear and tear on it. Is <laughs> I think it's like over time, right? Well, and wear sure. and tear in time. Well, that's why like older people have to wear diapers, right? Yeah. 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 I think so. That's like why they have vaginal mesh, right? It's like for... That I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. Believe it or not, I don't know a lot about <laughs> vaginal mesh, despite what I tell people. <laughs> I mean, actually, it's like no laughing matter. There's a lot of lawsuits. They've made some horrible products, oh, but... Here we go. Yeah. Nate's going to have to cut that out. Oh. Well, again, positive force for change. Uh, more female, strong female characters yeah, in horror strong. and action movies and <laughs> down with vaginal mesh. So true. This is, it's, a, it's a podcast with a message. Yes. And as a, as a guy, I think it's, more, it's important for me to be filled in and learn. Not to talk, but to listen. To listen. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. We've really run the gamut. We have. We really have. I know. Uh, there, yeah. Well, yeah horror movies <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ just yeah just horror. cut it right there yeah horror movies that's great all right well liz thank you for coming by and talking about all this great stuff we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to talk to well a friend of ours from southport north carolina Hey neighbors, Adam and Nate here to talk to you about Patreon. Now, this podcast is possible due to our Patreon patrons, and you can become one by going to patreon.com slash my neighbors are dead. Supporting the show on Patreon is easy. You pay what you can, and in return, you get my neighbors are dead merch, 
behind-the-scenes info on how we make the show, a shout-out on future episodes, and more. You may be wondering what we use this money for. Well, we use it for things like production costs, website hosting, traveling for the show, and our monthly meds. We are both severely medicated. Sad but true. Now, podcasting isn't cheap, and we appreciate any help you can give. If you'd like to see how you can help out the show, go to patreon.com slash myneighborsaredead. Thanks for listening, and now back to the show. I'm glad we could, you know, get you in and make this work. Yeah, I'm. Thanks, thanks so much for seeing me. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's pretty unusual for people to kind of track us down. But uh, well, you know, um, you know, uh, my mom always said like persistence pays off. I like so. that. Yeah, that's good. And uh, you got everything you need, water and all that. Yes. Before okay. Yes. Thank you. So uh, much. I mean, did you find the place? Okay, that's sort of the the main question. I right? did. Yeah. I did. I uh, my my car, you know, has one of those. Uh, embedded gps's because a lot of I people have those now yeah yeah because yeah. i i don't really ever trust my smartphone so <laughs> for sure there's too many it's like is it Waze or or google maps like just too, too many I decisions just started using Waze, and i i quite like it i'm a little late mm. to the game but uh we're talking to darlene davidson from southport north carolina yes hi hi welcome thank you uh, north carolina beautiful beautiful country yes yes uh it's it is it's beautiful it's god's country Mm -hmm. um and uh, a lot of hurricanes unfortunately but um each one only makes us stronger so i like that That, you know not letting a bad thing get you down yeah uh and you own or are you the owner the outright owner of the hair cuttery yes it's actually just hair cuttery um because we are not like the hair the hair cuttery chain Mm -hmm. Um, I inherited the the place from my mother who started it in the 60s okay. before the chain came around. Right. It's a little confusing for people, but... Um, I imagine yeah. you probably get a lot of uh, uh, mistaken business, people looking for the hair cuttery. Yeah, right? but a lot of times it's, you know, uh, uh, it's a, a good mistake because they come in and then they leave as a friend. That's so, great. Yeah. I like that. Not just yeah. clients, they're friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So talk to me a little bit about Southport. You seem to be kind of plugged into the know. Yeah, I mean, were. I grew up there uh, and it's it's been my home, uh, you know, for 50 years. And mm-hmm. um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a town where people really take care of each other for the most part. You know, everybody kind of kind of knows everybody else, you know, yeah. you don't really have to lock your doors. Oh, I like that. Um, which, you know, is why, you know, what happened you know, all those years ago right. was, was like, oh, this is surprising. <laughs> right. Well, uh, well, let's let's chat about it. Yeah. Because yeah, there's yeah. a lot of beauty in North Carolina, but there's also kind of some horror. Yeah. You know, um, I'm referring to know, Ben Willis. Of yes. Course. Yes. Yeah. Um, but Ben and I, uh, well, I went to school with his um, his like younger brother okay um but i knew ben um he was always you know he he seemed i know i know they always say this on the news about like i just couldn't imagine he could do that but like i really couldn't imagine right he could do that because he was you know like for 40 something years he uh you know he's a fisherman he's a dad yeah and then one day he kills six people. I wonder what what about? Do you think so? He was hit by a car. 
Right. Yeah. But the problem started way before that. You know, okay. um, the year before his daughter Susie had died. Oh, my God. Really? In that tragic car accident. Yeah. Um, they drove off a cliff. Oh, no. You know, we have been trying to get a guardrail on that road for yeah. years. And I don't like to say I told you so because I feel like it's implied. But we've had a lot of cars that have just taken that turn wrong. Yeah. And I mean, really, how much does a guardrail cost? Like $200? I don't know. I feel like that's a great question. Anyway, if somebody had spent maybe $200, we could have avoided this whole thing. You kind of seem like you're relishing in the fact that people... I mean, I'm I'm not. I don't want to be right (laughs) in this situation. But if you talk to anybody in the town, they will tell you, I have been talking about a guardrail for a really long time. Okay. Um, But you know what? That's in the past, and like you, you only can you only can play the hand you're dealt, right. you know. Of course. And anyway, so his, um, you know, his daughter died in this tragic That's car terrible. accident. Yes, and um, he blamed her fiance, David. Okay. And um, we thought David the next year killed himself, but as it turned out. Ben killed him. Oh, boy. And we didn't know that. Um, And then all of that just dirty water came out the next year. Yeah. When Ben kind of lost it. Yeah. That's, um, that's he really tough. He really, like, unspooled that slinky. You know what I'm saying? He, <laughs> yeah, totally, yeah. Uh, I mean, my goodness. It was carnage. carnage. I can't imagine. I don't have children, um, but I can't imagine what it's like to to have a daughter and then have some other man come along who you can kind of see is like taking her away. Yeah. And, 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 you know, his wife was gone. Uh, you know, funny enough, a lot of people in our town, uh, like mothers and wives and husbands, uh, are kind of gone. Um, either they die or they've left. Oh, wow. Uh, which is kind of a strange phenomenon. If you actually like talk to people, they, they're like, Oh, my dad's not around. And, um, you know, that's, Kind of tough, but That's yeah, hard. so her, Susie's mom was out of the picture, uh, had been for a while. And so like, you know, she was kind of his world mm-hmm. and he just couldn't, you know, he snapped. Yeah. Snapped. I mean, what a, I guess, fortuitous incident that they hit him after he'd killed David? Cause... I mean, the odds of what happened happening yeah, is, and you know what, they did not own up to that at first they were like why did ben go after you and they're like i don't know and you know but then it's like the rumors started and you know because barry had that his dad's car and it had a person-sized dent in it and uh (laughs) nobody really followed up on that um pretty shoddy police work yeah nobody really did so you know we all started to kind of put two and two together when Mm -hmm. we in the aftermath, the wreckage, if you will, of July 4th, 1998. And we started to go, you know, what happened? So, I mean, but like the odds of them hitting it's pretty, hitting yeah. him right after he killed David. Right. You got to, I mean, that's like yeah. winning the lottery. I mean, yeah. And, um, you know, I, when this happened, he was... Like probably, I mean, he had to have been like, gosh, what was he in his like mid forties? And he survived being hit at 50 miles an hour. That's incredible. Then they stuffed him like in the car, drove him down to the dock, tried to drown him. That's tough. And he didn't die. 
No. Um, I mean, I kind of want to know what his secret is. Like, I mean, my gosh. Just, I would say probably stick to itiveness. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, he motivated. was a fisherman, and so he was in good shape. You Those know, people like, are survivalists, fishermen. I, I mean, truly, yeah. truly. Um, what yeah. does that do to a town, Darlene? So when all this happens, mm-hmm. um, what does that do to a town's morale? Do people get on board with it? Or are they excited about it? I know, like when any little thing happens where I'm from, it's you know, it's front page news. Oh, oh, it definitely was. Yeah. It definitely was. I mean. July 4th is a very big day in Southport. Freedom. I mean, it's my busiest day because I do the hair of all the women in the Miss Croker beauty pageant. You do? I do. Okay. I do all of their hair. So like all the updos, um, I'd like to call them a Darlene's do if if I can. I like that. Thanks. Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah. So I, um, well, I remember thinking like it was very weird that day mm-hmm. because Helen shivers, you know. Right rest her soul god bless, yeah um she came in and it was i remember thinking like this is gonna be a day because <laughs> yeah. she came in at 9 15 oh my that's early and yeah but the parade so the parade started at 10 a.m and because helen was the previous year's queen she had to ride in the float that's yeah she has that obligation right right and i'm i'm <clears throat> Up to my elbows in in hair and updos and like Aquanet. And it's just like, I mean, I have my day planned. Do you because, have a staff or you, are you by yourself? Oh my gosh. Well, I have, I have a, I have a, usually I employ like uh, a high schooler as like my wash, my wash girl, you know, she washes the hair yeah. and, you know, but you know, you can only expect so much out of a 15 year old. So she's doing yeah, her best. Annoying. Um, and usually I, you know, I have like one or two stylists uh, at any time, but it's a small town. Um, so, but this day is the pageant day. So all the girls need their hair done. So I had my day scheduled to the minute you because very on the ball. I mean, you have to be, yeah. you have to be. And so I, you know, I had my schedule, you know, the Miss Croker pageant was that night and Helen comes in at nine 15 oh. and her hair was all chopped up. Really? Yes. So. She says that a man came into her room and tried to cut off her hair in her sleep. And I'm thinking that, oh, Helen, because you know what? Her mom had a pill problem. I don't like to speak ill. She was addicted to pills? Yeah. I mean, it's well known. Wow. That, yes, her mother, her and Elsa's mother, uh, again, not in the picture. One of those parents was not in the picture. That's tough. Um, but she was addicted to pills and we didn't, you know, I don't like to say anything, but I thought maybe Helen was going down that same road and maybe, Drugs. uh, maybe she got a bad high. Is that what they say? A I bad think high. Yeah, you they can mix, get high maybe drugs. they, and I hear that they mix these street drugs with other things like turpentine or like, <laughs> you know, talk. like a, like a, a, like a emulsifiers or like a fire, like a, like a, uh, something like that's in like, uh, Maybe like a fire extinguisher. I think. I I'm mean, not 100 certain, but God I think you're talking only about knows. Crystal meth. Maybe I don't know. I I just it's just what I hear sometimes in the shop. But I thought maybe she had had a bad cut of something, you know, and went crazy and tried to cut her own hair. But anyway, she said a man came in the room, and we all thought, you know, like okay, Helen. Uh, but she said, you know, I had to give her this haircut <laughs> yeah. before this parade at ten. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I did it, and she looked beautiful. Uh, yeah, I've seen pictures. And, you know, there is a bittersweet feeling to know that I gave her the haircut before they discovered her in that boat freezer um, 
on Ben's boat. And, you know, if she had been discovered with that haircut. Oh, my God. Can with, you imagine? With, with this, like, mangled, like, a oh. blind barber just came at her with a machete. Then I, you know what? I did my part, I guess. I think if any brutally murdered teenager is found with a beautiful haircut, I yeah. think that's just, that's bonus for you. Yeah. That's, that's people in the door. I mean, I couldn't change what happened, but I at least had, at least she had a beautiful haircut. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I, look, that's stupid to say. No, but. it's not. I think, you know, look, teenagers come and go. If you're asking me, they're the worst people on earth. I mean, they're tough. But if they, they die with tough. a beautiful haircut, that's on you. And that's huge. Yeah. That's going to just boost your sales. I know. I'm curious what how you feel because you said something that, that invoked a reaction in me. And I don't mm-hmm. know what it says about me as a person. Mm-hmm. But if some frazzled teenager mm-hmm. came in visibly upset, and said a man was in my room last night, mm-hmm. my initial response is, A, you're a liar, and B, you're on crystal meth. I mean, that's the two thoughts that I had in succession, <laughs> because this is just not the town right. where strange people go into right. people's bedrooms. She just, I mean, she wants attention. We know, yes, we know everybody, but again, like I said, not to beat a dead horse, but her mother did have a pill problem, and so I thought maybe... I mean, I do feel slightly guilty that it turned out Ben had gone into her bedroom <laughs> and cut her hair off, um, which we found out later. Right. Uh, but you have to, you you know, when the people on the Titanic saw the iceberg, they only saw like something small and they didn't know how big it was till later. And right. it was kind of that situation. Like I only had the information I was given. You For know? sure. Yeah, I think so. If we're going to take anything away from this, it's Mm -hmm. that if a teenager approaches you and said, "Hey, I've been attacked by a strange man," we should probably believe them and not accuse them of being liars and addicted to meth. I mean, I didn't, I didn't tell her. I thought she was on pills. Um, I asked if she was, you know, like maybe exhausted. Um, Yeah, which is kind of, you know, uh, you know, because it's. You know, it's the day of the pageant, and mm-hmm. you know Helen was one of those girls that kind of peaked in high school. You know, I mean, I not know to speak not to speak ill of the dead, but she peaked in high school, and this was sort of the biggest moment of her year. And I thought maybe just maybe if it wasn't pills, the stress got to her or something. But looking back, I mean, hindsight twenty twenty, and all of that, we probably should have done our due diligence and and investigated her claim about this man, right. this fisherman. Um, coming into her bedroom and cutting her hair yeah, off. Yeah, but Darlene, hindsight's twenty twenty. I mean, it's you can't all, put that on yourself. Yeah, I mean, uh, you didn't. If I it. investigated every crazy thing a teenager told me, right? I mean, I would just never stop investigating. You I, know, I never have time for hair. No, and you run a business, so I'm. I do. It, the fact that your initial response is yeah. to not believe them, I think, is totally fine. I mean, and I am a pragmatic woman. I don't like to engage in all that like silly flim no. flam. Uh, you know these girls tend to tend to you know get carried away, and I'm used to that. And so I like to, you know, I I'm, I'm a pragmatic woman. Well, I imagine I, you see a lot of it with you know the teenagers coming into your store mm-hmm. for or you know for these croaker beauty pageant haircuts mm. or dues, I guess. Yes, Darlene's yes. do. Um, it, what about you, Darlene? You ever compete huh. in the Miss Croaker beauty pageant? Oh my goodness. Um. Because I can see, I can see that little sparkle in your eyes when you talk about it. No, my sister, my sister did. Oh, she did? Yes, she did. She did. And she was runner up. Mm -hmm. And um, my mom always told me that that is not the gift God gave me. 
Okay, let's yeah. unpack that. Mm-hmm. The gift that God gives because you. Because God gives us all different gifts. What do you think your gifts are? Well, I... Or what did your mom tell I you? I cut a mean bob. You do. You, <laughs> I don't. I yeah. I don't like to brag. I feel I, like it's a really enjoy it's it. a really unattractive quality. But I do a very good bob. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I, I cut hair. I, I I'm very good at it. Yeah. I can see a head, and I like can see what that style is going to look like before I even take my first snip. It's kind of what I think of when Bobby Fisher approaches a you know, a chess table yeah, yeah. and he can see all the moves. Mm-hmm. Um, I can do that with hair. Sort of like a, a sixth sense. In yes. A way of where like... you can, you can go a few steps ahead. And wow, so okay. I, I know when somebody walks in the exact haircut they need. And yeah. I, I think I'm really good at talking people out of bad uh, yeah. decisions for hair. Um, a lot of people come in and don't understand the shape of their face. Um, but also the shape of the back of their head, because people don't really look at the back of their head too often. I was just thinking about that. I've never yeah. seen the back of my head. But it is, you know, we only look at our face in the mirror, mm-hmm. but the world is looking at the back of our head as much as they are looking at our face. You think Ben took a look at the mirror? Ben Willis? I mean, oh, I mean, it's just such a dramatic thing to go from being upset about to, to fucking murder. It just, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, my, swear, my but... sister did go on a on a couple dates with she did with ben yes she did and um nothing you know just like to get a burger once or twice delicious yeah she um yeah she uh, but she's one of those i mean i love my sister don't get me wrong i I love her yeah but after all this happened she just was like oh i i'm not surprised i knew ben was gonna snap and i'm like did you (laughs) Mm -hmm. did you carol Carol, because I think that you are projecting. You're making yourself yeah. a character in this story, and it's not your story, Carol. Um, they went on like two dates, but that, I would you know, hardly consider that dating. Um, but Carol has always been the center of attention. She uh, she just is, and it's you know she's an older woman now, and people don't look at her as much, and so that is um, the cruel gift of time. It's true. It's true. Let's go through everybody that committed vehicular manslaughter or potential vehicular manslaughter sure. in this group. Sure. And Actually, I... Okay, yeah. Let's do that. Uh, I'm, I want to know a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go through each one and then can you tell me maybe in some description what best haircut might suit them? Ooh, yes. Uh, how about... Um, you know what? All around nice gal, uh, girl next door, Julie James. Oh, yes, Julie. Um, the most vocal about not killing somebody, but... Right. Uh, again, complicit. So Julie was is an interesting one because um, I immediately knew something was wrong mm-hmm. when she came home after her first year of college because her hair looked terrible. Yeah. Um, she had a lot of bounce to her hair, you know, her senior year. It was very, like, full. Um, you know, but, you know, Julie is, like, real low maintenance, but she's one of those beautiful low maintenance girls, yeah. you know. Like Helen, you know, Helen was a classic high maintenance, Julie, right. classic low maintenance. But, um, you know, she put just enough attention into her hair to look like she's not trying because, you know, that's the secret. It's like they say about makeup, you know, you want to look like you're not wearing any. It's kind of the same with hair. You don't want to look like you're trying too hard. Right. Um, but she came back and I was like, something is wrong because mm-hmm. it was flat. It was limp. It was lifeless. Oh, man. Um, and that's how I could tell. I mean, her hair... Her hair, you know, she had um, just kind of that classic uh, straight bang 
uh, cascading down the back. Beautiful, but, gorgeous. But you know, she would look amazing in a um, well. I guess most people know it as the Rachel because that's how it became. Popular. Oh, from Friends. Yes. Yeah. But uh, it, you know, it, it was a style prior to that. But where it has the the longer layers up front, right? But kind of hits just below the shoulders because she had a lot of length. Yeah. That kind of drug down her face because Julie has what we in the business call a heart-shaped face. and A heart-shaped um, face. A heart-shaped face. And she could really carry a much lighter hairstyle than she was. Okay. Um, but little did I know that I have sort of like a hair ESP and she was very upset um, and you could see it in her hair. I'm curious. I, I want to know about the other ones, but you've said something that I want to touch on. Sure. What is the best hair treatment, I guess, that you would um, that you would use if you were living with the stress of potential vehicular manslaughter and having dumped a corpse in a body of water? What do you do to, to kind of like, because you know how they say like a president looks like 10 years older yes. after their term. What do you do for your hair in that situation? I'm so glad you asked this question because <laughs> people people think hair is dead. Because I guess technically it is. Um, but are we talking about hairstyles or like actual hair? I'm talking about actual hair. Okay, because they people think of it as dead, like the like your fingernails, uh, you know. Um, but hair very much needs to be taken care of like any other part of your body. Of course. And at the root, it needs to go from the root to the tip. And your roots know when your cortisol levels are up and you're stressed. So let's say you did really? hit a man, cover it up, all that, keep it a secret for a year. Sure. Think of all the cortisol that you are producing on a daily basis. I imagine it's got to be through the roof. And it is just building up in the follicles of your hair. Yeah. And over time as your hair grows, it's going to weaken, it's going to break. A classic home remedy is mayonnaise. Um <laughs> Really? You can use mayonnaise, honey, mix it up, uh, mash an avocado in there. Oh, um, put put your mat, put it on as a mask. Mm -hmm. Wrap it for fifteen minutes, uh, and then wash it off in the shower, and that will help. Really, and so that'll yeah. bring about like some full body to your hair. It'll take a lot of the toxins out of your hair. Yeah. you know the 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 stress cortisol toxins. Right, right. Um, I mean, obviously, you need to get to the root of the problem. <laughs> I mean, pun intended. I like very much, pun very much intended. But uh, and and eliminate the stress at the source. But that will be a sort of band aid. Now, I've never committed vehicular manslaughter, but I do have like these weird armpit pubes that mm. I'd like to somehow. I I don't know. Maybe not get rid of, but maybe attend to better because it's not really going on in my head so much. But hmm. yeah, these weird arm, arm. Well, you could do electrolysis. Is that where I go to a doctor? Um, you go to an esthetician oh. and they essentially, uh, just zap your follicles and then, um, it basically prevents your, uh, follicles from producing as much hair. Really? A lot of women use it on their legs and their nether regions. Yeah. What, like the butt and stuff. Well, probably, but I was thinking more like the bikini line. Oh, but, I see. Yes. Um, perhaps the butt as well. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. I, who am I? Like, if you want to want to have a hairy butt, that's great. I think you should. Um, what about Ben Willis's haircut? Anything about him? Well, I mean, he wore that hat so often. It was very hard to see, which is such a shame because so many men have male pattern baldness and he oh, actually had kept most of his hair. 
which was the irony of it that he hid it under that fisherman's hat for so long. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I applaud any man who has kept his hair past the age of thirty. Yeah. Um, I feel like uh, some people say it's genetics, and it is genetics, you know. But some of it, I think, has to do with just perseverance. Do you think a good... wanting to keep your hair, doing what's necessary? Yeah. To like stimulate the follicles and. I think. Uh, well, I'm at, I'm curious what you think. Do you mm-hmm. think nothing brings a town together like a good old fashioned murder? Well, I mean, it really could have gone two ways. I mean, yeah. we were pretty rocked because, I mean, six people died in about the course of two and a half hours, which, <laughs> you know. It's a lot. It's a lot. Especially I think, for a small town. You know, our last murder, oh gosh, probably was a couple decades ago. Um, really? Yeah. I mean, what we thought. I mean, clearly Ben had killed David, but at the time we thought he had killed himself. Um, and, also, pretty good job of covering that up. Uh, oh, Ben? Of making, yeah, of making somebody oh, think yeah. that he killed himself. I mean, that takes a lot of work. Yeah, well, I mean, Ben is patient. I yeah. mean, I think we've learned nothing else that he is patient. <laughs> yeah. You know, this was a two-year project that he embarked on. That's and, a lot of work. Yeah, there's there a lot of moving pieces. I mean, as I said, he was in his mid-40s, and he managed to fully recover from being hit by a car at 50 miles an hour almost being drowned, and then had to chase down three different teenagers, a sheriff's deputy, and a pretty agile woman in her mid-20s. And um, these were all in different locations of the city. And yeah. we're not a big town. No, Southport, you got about 3,600 know? people in your town. Yeah, yeah. It's not a big town. You can get around it pretty pretty easily. But he did this all on foot. He did it That's all on foot. That's wildly impressive. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to heap praise on a murderer, but Go you ahead. have to admit it is slightly impressive. He was able to do all of that. I I totally agree. Right. So, um, but anyway, going back to how the town reacted, I mean, we were we were shocked. I mean, we had six people in in the span of two and a half hours, and you know, it was like we found all those people. He kept on the boat, and um, you know, he lost his hand, like they. Right. He's doing this with a handicap. Well, no, he lost his hand at the end. And then oh. we're pretty sure he drowned at sea. We never found his body. But, you know, knowing Ben and what I just told you, he is uh, he is hardy. He perseveres. So. You're going to want to make sure that he's dead. Yeah. Um, I'm just glad I'm not on that list. Uh, right. But he, you know, there was a lot of things to process for mm-hmm. us. And, you know, the next day, July 5th, uh, felt too normal you know we're going about our day and um it just felt too normal so i i feel like we were all there for each other i mean i felt so bad for uh you know helen and elsa's dad because you know as i said wife and the pills and she had been out of the (laughs) picture picture. and i mean two dead daughters they died they died within like 35 minutes of each other that's tough um and he found elsa in the bathroom of the store you know their five and dime store yeah uh so you know now that place becomes how do you go back i mean like exactly yeah and um you know helen they found helen on the boat and i mean that's a real one-two punch and he wasn't really present uh prior to this but um i feel like the town really rallied around him the pills you think or was he doing something else i mean i think he was just a sad he was a sad man and um but we 
you know, all the ladies at the Rotary Club, we each took a day. And uh, I was Wednesday, mm-hmm. and I would bring him a casserole. Lovely. And we'd sit and have some coffee and talk. And, uh, you know, we did that for, uh, you know, you know, uh, a few months, almost maybe a year. And, um, you know, that's what people from the big city don't get. They really like to look down their noses at us small town people. Yeah. But like, I'm sorry, New Yorkers, you know, would your, would your neighbors do that for you? I don't think so. Not New York. I feel like it's those people are animals. I mean, I mean, it's kill or be killed. Are they, or is the city doing it to them? I don't know. Uh, Who knows? I I mean, maybe we just weren't supposed to live like that. I know, I know. It's uh, just everybody on top of each other. I know, oh, so cramped. And I want to. I mean, I love oh, people from New York, but it's it turns you. you know, I know. It'll do and it it's to you. and it's just you're not in, with nature. No. And I like to see no. on a daily basis what God has created, so that I can be reminded of why we're here. You well, know? Darlene, you're such a you're. I love that you're so plugged into the community. Thank you. You know Thank so you. much. Um, I would I could talk to you all day about teen murder. Um, uh, yeah, it's great, and I'm glad that you know. I don't, I mean, maybe I shouldn't say this, but I'm glad that teen murders turn into profit for you. Well, I mean, I'm just glad that we became stronger as a town. It's not easy to do. We really pulled together and that's why I love my town. Well, if this shit happens again, I think you guys are going to be ready for it. I mean. If he comes back, (laughs) you know. Yeah, He's I mean, a tough one to kill. We, he, you know, we never found his body. So, I mean, your guess is as good as mine. Well, if you're in Southport, North Carolina, make sure you stop by Hair Cuttery. Yes, not hair, the yes, Hair Yes, just Hair Cuttery. Hair Cuttery. Ask for Darlene. Um, and if you're there, if you can, compete in the Croker Beauty Pageant. Yeah, I mean, there is an, um, they don't take girls over 21. Uh, so if you're older than that, you can't compete. Is that pretty much when it's over for a lady after 21? Yeah. Okay. I, um, you can't, they don't allow you once you're 21, you're done. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, uh, get in when you fit in. Um, mm-hmm. and also don't commit vehicular manslaughter. And yeah. if you do make sure the guy or girl is dead. Yes. I will tell you, we finally got that guardrail. Um, you did. I mean, it took all of this happening. I, that's but a, at least we got that guard right. And that's a win for you. Yeah. It's well, a win for the town. Sure is. Yeah. Southport, North Carolina. Go there. Darlene, thank you so much for coming thank by. Thank you. Thanks for listening to My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm your host, Adam Peacock. The show was produced by myself and Nate Dufort with editing done by Nate Dufort. Original music was composed by Jesse Case with additional music by Dane Halverson. Our artwork was done by Mark Nishan. Darlene Davidson was played by Liz Royce. You can catch Liz doing stand-up all around the Los Angeles area. For dates and times, you can find her on Twitter at Liz underscore Rice, R-E-U-S-S, or on Instagram at Liz Rolls Royce. If you'd like to support My Neighbors Are Dead while getting unique swag and a look behind the scenes of how we make the show, go to patreon.com slash Dead. No amount is too small and every bit helps. If you have yet to rate and review the show on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, please take a second to do so now. It helps us grow and it helps new neighbors find the show. And you can find us on Facebook and at Instagram at My Neighbors Are Dead and on Twitter at My Dead Neighbors. Stop by, give us a follow, and share your favorite episodes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Hey, stoners. How's it going? I'm James Mastriani. 
host of the podcast I'm Too and High. Hi, neighbors, and this is Adam Peacock from My Neighbors Are Dead. And we are excited to tell you about a live show coming up. Isn't that right, James? That's right. June 12th at the Three of Clubs in Los Angeles. We're going to be doing a live podcast episode of both of our shows. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, Doors at 7.30, shows at 8. We got Mark Evan Jackson from The Good Place in Brooklyn 99 sitting in with us. We'll have a panel of comedians that we will be getting absolutely very high and having them do comedic challenges. So June 12th, the three of clubs at 730. Tickets are only five bucks and you can get a ticket at I'm2EffingHigh.com or MyNeighborsAreDead.com. See you there and smoke weed every day. Yeah, do it. Both of those things. <laughs> Campfire. <laughs>